1: Welcome back to Turf Show Times, the instant reaction podcast. I'm Kenneth Arthur. With me, as always, Blaine Dydasco and talk about a fiasco. Wow. This is the biggest fiasco, arguably, in Sean McVay's career as a head coach. Has it ever been lower for him, maybe the Super Bowl perhaps, uh, but uh, then right now to know uh, that the Rams really – had th- this game against the 49ers and, and this is an instant reaction. So I'm assuming you already watched the game and you know what I'm talking about. it didn't happen long ago, uh, but the Rams blowing a 17 point lead Sean McVay, that record at halftime is over. Nobody will talk about uh, unless you want to talk about something and one, uh, the Rams did lose to the 49ers 27, 24 in overtime and We'll get into the the details of that game, but certainly just a a rough game for Sean McVay, just because I'm sure to have gotten a win against Kyle Shanahan and against the 49ers and against the division rival and to win the NFC West, um, which the Rams do win the NFC West, but to win the NFC West on a really positive note by beating, you know, a team and keeping them out of the playoffs Um, The Rams had all of that on the line and things fell apart in the fourth quarter, which just goes to show that when the Rams begin the playoffs next week against the Arizona Cardinals and so on, if the Rams are able to continue these uh, NFL games, uh, football games can end for any team at any time at any moment. So that was surely the case um, in this week, 18 game between the Rams and the 49ers and it uh, really did not uh, work out as planned, especially trying to just hold a, a lead at home in a game that you really should be winning at that point. Um, so we've got a lot to get into. But as much as today might hurt for Sean McVeigh, the truth is uh, we don't really even know how much this impacts the Rams and their road to a Super Bowl if that is going to happen. This may not matter that all that much to go from the two seed to the four seed. Perhaps it'll end up being a more favorable path for LA. As far as a worrying about today's result, I wouldn't make an, a too big of a deal out of that, um, just based on the fact that ultimately the Rams still, are going to the playoffs and have won the division. So there's a lot to get into, and we want to separate some of the good things to focus on today after the Rams losing to the 49ers. There are still some some good things to focus on. And then, of course, some of the the worrisome things, some of the bad things. Uh, So myself and Blaine will do that right now. And Blaine, let's start with something good. The Cardinals lost to the Seahawks. And Mm -hmm. therefore the Rams uh, were able to win the NFC West, which uh, really uh, looked in doubt, not very long ago. And the Cardinals Mm -hmm. ended up losing four of their last five games. They really fall apart going into the playoffs, uh, even more so than it may feel for the Rams right now, because the Cardinals, they're just not playing like anything like a playoff team period. Um, So the Rams did win the NFC West. Uh, How do you compare? Maybe do you think you can uh, appreciate that uh, as much today? I mean, obviously uh, going into the season, if uh, the Rams could have been told, you know, hey, 12 and five winning the NFC West, that doesn't sound too bad. It would be like the number one seed in the AFC.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, got to give credit and, you know, we got to appreciate the third division win for Sean McVay. Um, So yeah, it's kind of weird getting that win on a day that we take a loss, but it is nonetheless a NFC West uh, title. Um, And I think, um, you know, another positive that goes with that is that it's a long season. Um, Especially with the addition of the 18th week. And uh, even when it was a 17 week season, it's a long season and it's all about um, not uh, the hot team, but the team that gets hot at the right time, the team that's peaking towards the end of the season when you want to be. So I think that's um, something that uh, the Cardinals may not have the timing going on as much as the Rams are. So even though we lost today, it was a competitive game against another competitive team that uh, seems to also be playing their best ball uh, at the right and the most important time of the season. So I think that's what we saw today from all three teams, the 49ers, the Rams, and the Cardinals, um, a matter of who's peaking at the right time. So uh, while we lost uh, in overtime, uh, I I still think the good news is we're NFC West um, uh, champions and also playing really good ball towards the end of the season.
1: Yeah, uh, it was, um, it's, it's the way, you know, if you, if you just jumbled up the order of the games and, and mm-hmm. somehow the Rams had uh, just won their last four games, everyone would feel very positive about the way things are going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm not a big believer in like momentum as it applies to wins in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think that matters. And I don't think it really, I know that people like say, Hey, go, get hot going into the playoffs, but mm-hmm. there's been super bowl winners that uh, were not hot at all in the final month mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, the 2012 Ravens coming to mind. Um, but in, in any case, you know, the, what the Rams really need to do is, is play their best ball next week and, and so on in perpetuity. Yep. Um and today there was uh, like a good two uh, quarters where the Rams played some of their best football of the season. So uh, there there are positive takeaways to take uh, from this game, even not just from the season. Do, do, would you uh think of maybe what was your uh, favorite game or or what was maybe the game this season? that you look back on and, and it makes you think that, uh, yeah, that Rams team can definitely, uh, win their next four games. Um, the Rams, uh, just in quick, uh, succession here, you know, uh, did beat the Buccaneers swept the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, They beat the Vikings, the Ravens on the road, the Cardinals on the road on Monday night football. Um, They blew out several teams, you know, in the first uh, four years for Sean McVay. I don't think there was one regular season game that he pulled Jared Goff in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter. And there were two games this year that Matthew Stafford got pulled in the fourth quarter because it was just too far out of hand. So, you know, there were some really big, uh, strong uh, games here. Anyone stand out to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, the one that stands out at first is uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, even though it was early in the season. Um, it was the first big test um, against a team that obviously was defending champions, but at the same time coming in uh, undefeated 2-0, and just like the Rams were. So that was a good test. I think, um, you know, it was uh, explosive on offense um, with Matthew Stafford playing a really good ball. Um, hitting deep balls to Van Jefferson and Deshaun Jackson, uh, but also defensively. You know, so I think even though early in the season, that was the first look at what the Rams could be uh, at playing their best ball. Um, We lost the next one to Arizona the following week, but then went on a four-game win streak after that. So um, I'd say that was the first game that stood out to me as far as, you know, uh, that early on what this team's going to look like with uh, Matthew Stafford and the new additions.
1: Yeah, and, and the Rams, you know, it's just funny to have this loss right now. Um, mm-hmm. This is a Rams team that was seven and one. This is a Rams team that had just won five games in a row and so close to that sixth game. So, a lot of good games in there, but we will uh, alternate and talk about something uh, not so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, I think, for me, going along that schedule, the Rams now must. Defeat teams like the Cardinals, obviously. Um, And then if they get past the Cardinals to be facing the Packers in Lambeau, a game that the Rams lost and didn't compete well enough in. Uh, and obviously lost last year in the playoffs at Lambeau field in the divisional round. So you got to get past like a, a team like the Packers, or maybe you got to get past a team like the Buccaneers again. And that was a win, but that was a while ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you, maybe you got to, who knows, maybe you got to face the 49ers in the playoffs. And there's a team that uh, has beaten you six times in a row now, Um Uh, You lost to the Titans in the regular season. What what if it did get the Super Bowl? And at that point, you're just happy to be in the Super Bowl and, and, you know, maybe beat the Titans at that point. But you get my point. When you look at the actual teams maybe that are uh, competing for the Super Bowl with the exception of the Buccaneers, to lose to the Titans, to get swept by the 49ers, to lose to the Packers, uh, and to lose to the Cardinals in that game that was, uh, you know, almost a blowout in the other way. Uh, I, I, I would like to have seen some more, um, of those convincing wins against, uh, teams like the Buccaneers. And there were a lot of opportunities for it. What do you think is uh, going to continue to, um, hamper the Rams against the 49ers, uh, based on what we've seen over the last six games? Like, especially the last, you know, four, what do you think is the thing that Sean McVay uh, can no longer allow to happen against the 49ers?
0: Well, I hate to say it because I think, uh, you know, Rams fans are sick of hearing it, but um, it is the physicality Uh, today. uh, We saw Sean McVay and the offense at least commit to the run. So we got to see two teams uh, staying pretty committed to the run game. Uh, and in the first half, the Rams did a little bit better job slowing the, slowing the 49ers running game. But over the course of the four quarters and, and a little bit of the overtime, uh, it, the uh, 49ers front on both sides uh, just took over. And, you know, the Rams defensive line was, was, getting, was getting moved uh, up front. And uh, the secondary uh, weren't making consistent tackles. Um, and then, of course, same thing on the offensive side for the Rams. The pocket was collapsing all day. Um, and, you know, Stafford's uh, pocket presence um, struggled. So, um, unfortunately, um, you know, I, I, you know I, I think it's a little bit to do with roster. Um, you can help with scheme as far as what to do when you're getting outmatched physically. Um, but, uh, I think that's the, the biggest thing looking forward is, you know, how to, how to match the physicality with the 49ers.
1: Yeah, that is, uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, and, uh, certainly is going to continue to be the story until, uh, the Rams make it not the story. So, uh, <laughs> we'll see if that, uh, I don't know if that opportunity comes up in the playoffs, um, then surely, uh, it would be, behoove, uh, the Rams to do that. But then you just also think, um, how about not a rematch against the 49ers in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it would like, what could be a better story than going out there and exercising that demon against, uh, Kyle Shanahan and proving to everyone that, uh, yeah. You are the the best team in the NFL. A lot needs to happen before between here and and until then. Um, but let's get back to something good. Uh, and that was I mean I had to write a few stories for Turf Show Times or, or one and two and and, and looking at it, it, it was just constantly rewriting and rewriting um, and changing the angle based on. Um, the idea that, uh, the Rams would either, uh, win this game or lose this game. And, and for a long time, it was just win this game, obviously, uh, I thought this was going to continue to coast in a way, uh, that would work out for the Rams because, um, that interception by Jalen Ramsey, one of the best, uh, plays because, um, y- usually whenever you see someone juggle a ball like that for that long, it's like, it's gonna, you're not going to catch it. Mm-hmm. uh it just inevitably there's always a drop once you juggle it once or twice, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that was incredible concentration uh, by a guy who I think this season really did prove himself as a playmaker, which was um, not that he wasn't a playmaker before, but uh, anytime you come up with uh, turnovers, um, it's going to add to your resume as a defensive back, as a cornerback, and I think Ramsey, proved himself as the best defensive back in the NFL this year, uh, living Mm -hmm. up to the contract that he signed to be that. And that was uh, uh, one of the good plays from Ramsey today, Cooper cup doing everything out there, seven catches for 118 yards and really just uh, taking over the game in the second Mm -hmm. half at certain points. Um, Von Miller, Tyler Higbee, uh, a lot of really uh, high level performances out there against uh, a very good, very hot team right now in the 49ers, um so yeah blaine what, what were your thoughts on um the talent of of the rams today that was on display because um it, it was obvious somehow despite the loss
0: yeah uh first of all you're right about that uh, ramsey interception uh that's uh that's elite athleticism right there and a lot of times on on bobbled plays you know what you're looking at is just an athlete trying to Trying to catch the ball, really trying to get control of of a ball in the air, but um, rarely you'll see like Jalen Ramsey. You know, you could almost say bobbling, but also like tipping it to himself. All of that deliberate as he's falling backwards. Uh, so and then to finish it. Yeah. So really, really amazing play. And he wanted to take it a hundred yards the other way, also. Uh, but that, yeah, that was amazing. Um, I think uh, Tyler Higby probably had you know some of his best moments today. Um, But also Matthew Stafford. Um, He was really accurate uh, in moments when he needed to be Um, specifically Mm -hmm. that second touchdown to Tyler Higbee and then his touchdown to Cooper Cup were on the money. So I think those are definitely the, the good takeaways from today um uh, nice to see on Tyler uh Taylor Rapp's interception you got to give credit to both the pass rush and then to Taylor Rapp for going up and finishing that one um which was critical again in a game that was close um but we just didn't come away with it so like I said it looked like um you know talent on both sides of the ball uh two teams peaking making big plays on both sides so it was an exciting game that way
1: yeah I think um you're right about Matthew Stafford and um ultimately there, there are fair questions uh, about his, you know, sometimes his his overall value. Um, And yet at the same time, I just don't think that there's any way that you can say that the Rams are even competitive in games like this without uh, a quarterback who's able to do the things that he was able to do today. Um, You know, for me, it's like, Greatness isn't uh, avoiding adversity. Greatness is overcoming adversity. Um, greatness is is facing third and, and 10 and having a solution. You know, the, the truth is, you know, for a long time there in, in the second half, the Rams had issues with third and long. They faced a third and six, followed by a third and 16, followed by a third and 10, followed by a third and 10 in uh, all right there on on their first three drives um, to start the second half. There was only one first down uh, and Matthew Stafford does have to take accountability for why they are in third and long, but I still think that now having Stafford there with Cooper cup and, uh, and today Tyler Higby, but uh, like having Stafford there, someone who can step out into the pocket and make a, a play and make a throw, you know, is what makes him one of the most unique, starting quarterbacks in the NFL, who was able to elevate this offense to one that scored what 40 passing touchdowns or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think there was, there's a lot there to take away positively from Stafford and that shouldn't be always, uh, you know, turned, um, simply based on the result of, uh, the game, which, never is the quarterback's entire responsibility. So Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, whether the Rams won or lost this game, Stafford's real legacy will be decided uh, with whatever happens over the next month. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we'll find out. And the biggest concern going back to the bad with Stafford is probably um, those turnovers. And today uh, I think there's, there's a discussion to be had about overtime and what's right and what's wrong and what's fair. Um, and obviously everybody wants to find a way that's fair. And at the same time, I just don't think that fair exists. Um, but I don't know that it's fair to have this situation of a team. Um, it's it's still so advantageous to get the ball first. Um, and I think if the Rams had gotten the ball to start overtime, uh, there's a good chance that, Sean V and and Matthew Stafford could have methodically driven down the field as well uh, in a similar fashion against the 49ers. The fact that the 49ers got to do it first uh, the Mm -hmm. Rams had to go a certain amount, you know, you could argue certainly against the deep bomb. um, But it was no less the case that the Rams didn't have 10 minutes to go down the field. They had two minutes and 50 seconds or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But still Matthew Stafford had the turnover Uh, to end the game instead of uh, a completion to uh, win the game. And that's uh, going to be an issue when it comes down to, you know, uh, win or go home scenarios in the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what are your thoughts in terms of, uh, the overall balance with with Matthew Stafford going into the playoffs, uh, it's it's going to be a heavy focus, um, certainly on his his interceptions, the pick six or, or whatever it is. So how are you feeling about the overall value?
0: I think he's you know, he's uh, on the right track as far as the last two games compared to, you know, the, the previous three or four. Um, where, you know, the last, last game, the last two quarters, he finished strong. And even this game, you know, the, the interceptions, you know, there was no pick six and there was no, um, you know, big sort of uh, big bad decision throwing the ball away um, uh, in, into the defender. So there wasn't, there was none of that. I mean, um, uh, both on deep passes that, um, you know, you described it well as far as, you know, how, what those situations are like. Um, but other than that, outside of those interceptions, again, he's, he's, he's looking really accurate. Um, today, you know, you got to give him a lot of credit for today. The fact that, again, the pass protection, you know, just wasn't there. Uh, we just got uh, the Rams really got beat up front. So he's on the move all day and making all the throws that he made today under pressure. Um, and I don't think that's going to be the case the way that it was today against yeah, the teams that we have up ahead, um, mm-hmm. particularly the, the Cardinals, who I don't think are as physical as the 49ers. So I think uh, I'm still feeling pretty good about Stafford um, going into the playoffs. Again, I think this is probably going to be uh, the 49ers that is one of the hottest teams going into the playoffs. So uh, still feeling pretty good about Stafford, especially, you know, his, his, the balls that he did hit today uh, were really on point when they had to be.
1: Yeah, um he's he's a very good quarterback I think, you know. Uh and I do think that the Rams, especially looking at this NFC playoff field, um it's uh it's kind of good I think to have Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs. Not that the Saints really have much more to offer uh, at the quarterback position, but you've got Jalen Hurts and um Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, I think having, uh, and even like Kyler Murray hasn't proven himself in a playoff situation yet, hasn't had the opportunity yet. So it'll be his first playoff game. Um, and then of course you got, uh, Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers and, uh, Dak Prescott. So, uh, I think Stafford, um, is a good name to put up there with those guys. Uh, and it'll be, uh, interesting here. We can talk about the playoffs shortly, but, uh, with, Regards to another positive thing, he uh, brought this up. the The Rams are in in pretty good shape as long as Matthew Stafford's uh, d- ankle doesn't have uh, any sort of significant injury. But overall, um, yeah, what 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 are you uh, thinking here about the injury report and the overall health? Cam Akers did return today. So uh, what's going on uh, there with the Rams uh, and the health?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's always one of the biggest pluses going into the tournament is, um, you know, how you came out of the overall season as far as injuries go. Um, you know, the Cardinals, for example, um, you know, coming in uh, without DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, J.J. Watts planning his return just in time. But as far as the Rams go, um, yeah, you know, all of our main players are, are available. Again, Stafford uh, looks like he shook off whatever he encountered today with a little bit of a limp. Tyler Higby also, um, you know, got shooken up a little bit, but he looked, you know, he came back and scored a touchdown, so I think he's all good. Uh, But certainly, one of the biggest news is um, Cam Akers. I mean, I think it's been a roller coaster of a ride for the Rams and the running back situation all season. Um, And I guess kind of coming full circle uh, with the fact that we lost Cam Akers. I kind of started the whole rotation with uh, Daryl Henderson, and he being our 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 lead back, and it falling on Sony Michelle in the second half of the season. And uh, here we are going into the playoffs. Uh, with Cam Akers, who we got a little bit of a look at today, but again, we saw little action um, from any of our running backs today. But uh, but you know, as far as we can tell, uh, he's uh, 100% ready to go. Um, so I think that's what today was intended to be—just uh, get Cam Akers a little bit of uh, you know get his feet in the water a little bit, uh, but make sure that he's ready to go for the playoffs. So I think those are uh, really positives uh, because again, long season and uh, this starts. Kind of uh, the new season or the tournament, so it's just a matter of what what roster you got as we start, and so uh, I think that's a big positive.
1: Yeah, that is a uh, a big positive for anybody that can. Uh, you know, it's uh, I don't know how much of these things uh, can be planned for with uh, you know every time there's a team that goes through a few years of like the Chargers, you know, uh, years of uh, notable injuries. Um, There's blame to go around maybe, but I don't know uh, to what degree that's true. And certainly uh, I think the Rams are probably both planning well and fortunate um, to be at this position uh, of health because it wasn't that case at all uh, last year going into the playoffs with uh, Jared Goff and Cooper cup. And uh, there was a lot to deal with. And this time Mm -hmm. you've even got a Sean Robinson who's, been coming on of late. Any thoughts on uh, a Robinson who added another sack today?
0: Yeah, I think he's, you know, he's had a nice development throughout the, throughout the season, you know, kind of him and Greg Gaines uh, had a nice progression through the season. And again, it's either, you know, they, um, their development throughout the season coming along uh, or, you know, sort the, the of co- the cohesion of the front, the front working together now with um, Vaughn Miller uh, and with leonard floyd included just the fact that um you know uh, like some people said when we got von miller it's just going to take some time for these guys to learn how to play together um but i think greg gaines and ashan robin uh, robinson is a is a part of that but uh he's a big dude he's a big dude and uh you know he's, he can be hard to move so <laughs> i think uh we're, we're glad to have him
1: um and uh yeah uh speaking of uh glad to have I think uh, Rams fans would be glad to have additional help in the secondary next mm-hmm. year. So uh, going into just one more of the bad, um, you know, the Rams have things to focus on with uh, the offense and improving the offense. Um, Cause yeah, when you have guys like Matthew Stafford and, uh, Cooper cup, uh, you know, 24 points isn't cutting it. So that's, that's going to be the case probably in, in some playoff games, you know, and you just have to do better than, than 24 points. Um, but defensively the Rams, uh, had some positives uh, from this season and also some negatives, uh, one thing that uh, I wrote today on turf show times, was just about the firing of Vic Fangio in Denver. And uh, obviously now he will be a hot name among defensive coordinators, assuming that he wants to be a defensive coordinator again. Um, and whether or not the Rams would, because, you know, Sean McVay, it's changed a lot of defensive coordinators. Uh, we'll see what the future of Raheem Morris is. Uh, maybe uh, ideally, Raheem Morris is uh, retained, but uh, perhaps if that could be an opinion as well. So, uh, mostly just looking at the defensive side of the ball, though, today, um, the Rams had made some really good stops and then uh, didn't on some others. Uh, And perhaps the biggest issue um, was in the secondary, just to also preview sort of uh, what the Rams are looking at in the secondary next year, um, because Jalen Ramsey, who we highlighted earlier, he'll be sticking around, of course, but Darius Williams is an unrestricted free agent Uh, Dante Dion, uh, has been starting, um, because of, you know, injuries and maybe some other players not performing that well, like David long jr. Uh, but Dante Dion is a free agent. Um, and David long jr. Would be another player, uh, who was still on the roster. Um, and at safety, you've got Taylor Rapp, who just had a very, uh, pretty straightforward interception today. Um, but Overall, the Rams have some players on the roster, but I don't know how many of those players in the secondary outside of uh, Jalen Ramsey and Jordan Fuller are going to be um, clear options to start in the secondary next year. So um, what do you think the Rams uh, need to focus on here to improve the secondary moving forward?
0: Uh, Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying in that, uh, Definitely an area to be addressed. I I feel like the top two areas to address this offseason would would be the secondary and then the offensive line. Mm -hmm. Um, While we drafted Robert Rochelle this season, um, you know, we saw some sort of we got some mixed reviews when he did play and then he got injured. So I think uh, we'll see what he looks like in his second season. But um especially after this game, uh I think uh, you know, Dante Dion um gives a good effort, but uh him and uh David Long Jr., I don't think are long-term solutions. Uh hopefully they can, you know, uh, Rob Raheem Morris can can help in ways to scheme and give those guys some help. Um uh Darius Williams, uh again, he he's uh, he can be hot and cold. We've seen some good things out of him this season. But, um, but I'm not sure if he's a must have return or look at other options, uh, kind of, kind of deal, but, um. Uh, on a positive note, uh, it looks like Raheem Morris has made adjustments as far as what to do schematically to help the secondary with the personnel that we have. You know specifically uh, where to line Jalen Ramsey up and and where to play our best secondary player. So uh, I think going up against the Green Bay Packers, if and when we get there, that's going to be one of the main looks as far as you know where Jalen Ramsey lines up, how much he lines up on their best receiver. Um, just because, again, that's one of the teams that that could be up ahead that uh, that we lost to in the regular season. Um, so, good news, yeah. bad news is I don't know if we have any permanent solutions or long term solutions other than Jalen Ramsey, but we got him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that that is great. Uh, that is a great point. You know, is the the Rams do have Jalen Ramsey because um, it just blows my mind. Still, like there was nothing about. Uh, I, I, Los Angeles, the, the Ram. I mean, other than um, you know, sort of Stan Kroenke and and the, the franchise's will to bring talent back to L.A. for football, to bring football talent back mm-hmm. to L.A. and and since you know moving, you know, really focusing on bringing in big names uh, and highlighting you know SoFi Stadium because um, for the Rams to get attention around the world to SoFi Stadium, which is what Stan Kroenke wants, you've got to have big names and big faces in the, in the NFL. Like that is what every single uh, ESPN or NFL network or um, CBS or Fox broadcast focuses on every week. They don't focus, you know, there's some to focus on the head coaches and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. every week it's like, Hey, they're going to put up, uh, you know, Cooper cups face and Aaron Donald's face um, versus Uh, Debo Samuel's face, and uh, you know, um, who would be, I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess would be the answer. But uh, you know, it's always going to be sold by stars. And if you don't have big stars, um, the people just aren't as prone to watch. They're looking for big names, um, people to watch. And that's what the Rams do. You know, they've brought in big names ever since moving to LA and, and had this project in mind of like really being a global football team. And Trading for Jalen Ramsey just blows my mind that any team wouldn't have uh, even topped. You know, looking at it now, two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey, which maybe you could say like uh, that is an overreaction. But um, the, the the Jaguars got two late first round picks that turned into Caleb Von Chase on and Travis Etienne Chase on has, you know, not been as very healthy, super healthy for his first two seasons and also just hasn't played well when he's been out there and Travis mm-hmm. Etienne, uh missed his entire working season with an injury. It was unfortunate. And, you know, certainly the Rams could have picked other people with those picks, but you're just never going to get that high of a value like you would get with a player like Jalen Ramsey. It's just so rare to find those players um, and mm-hmm. the Rams knowing that they're not going to be picking in the top five. I think looking at that move to get Jalen Ramsey with hindsight, just like I think the move to get Matthew Stafford, I mean, to give up definitely this year, you know, a pick in the twenties, at least, you know, no worse than that. And then next year, you know, probably safe to assume again, that the Rams will be in the playoffs and maybe not, you know, maybe never safe to assume, but um, just a very long winded way of saying like, Jalen Ramsey's great. <laughs> and the Rams, I think is uh, it's robbery to get uh, to just be too late first round picks and then, mm. you know, extend him. But obviously I just, like I say, it's just part of this, you know, project to really put the biggest names and faces on a team in LA. Um, and the Rams, Hey, you got to stay ahead of the chargers if you want to do that, I guess. So uh, today wasn't necessarily a point in that favor and the secondary being a reason why, but moving forward to next week, um, it's going to be another game against the Arizona Cardinals. As I said, I was rewriting the article and for a long time, uh, it was all planning for the Saints and uh, facing Taysom Hill and Trevor Siemian in the first round. Um, and instead, it's going to be Kyler Murray, um, a quarterback who uh, was a nightmare for the Rams in week four when the Cardinals won 37 to 20. And uh, I'm sure when we did the podcast, then a lot of uh, not great feelings for the Rams first loss of the season. Um, but then LA got its revenge on Monday night football in week 14, kind of gave uh, the Rams all their confidence back and um, a winning streak happened. But Overall now, um, what are your thoughts on the facing the the Cardinals in the wild card round? As I said, they've lost four of five. And as you said, they're not super healthy going into this game. So how, how are you feeling about facing Arizona right now?
0: you uh, feeling pretty good about it. I mean, again, I think we uh, the Rams played really, really well today. So looking at how we played today going into the match against the Cardinals, you got to feel pretty good in that, like, like I said, I don't think the Cardinals are uh, the physical match that the 49ers are. Um, And I think it showed uh, in the adjustments that the Rams made from, you know, week four to the week 14 matchup uh, against the Cardinals where um, uh, their first matchup that the Cardinals ran for uh, over 200 yards. And uh, in the second matchup, the Rams defense was able to cut that in half and reduce the uh, rushing yards um, substantially. So I think those are the adjustments that you're hoping to see and resulted in the win and the rematch. Um, So if they can keep that up. I think uh they're you know they got some pretty good chances. Uh I feel like the Rams are always pretty good at containing Kyler Murray's sort of running ability. Um, so I think um again Aaron Donald's gonna do his thing. Uh always has a habit of you know uh putting pressure and taking down the Russell Wilson and uh, Kyler Murray. So uh we we'll expect that same thing from him again. Uh this time compared to week four, with Von Miller and Greg Gaines and Ashawn Robinson hitting their peak. Uh, So uh, you got to feel pretty good um, even though we lost today based on how we're playing, uh, going up against the Cardinals for the first round. Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, in the first game that was at home um, and uh, the Rams had two turnovers, Cardinals had zero turnovers. And in the week 14 Cardinals had two turnovers, Rams had zero turnovers. Mm -hmm. Um, It will be very nice um to see the Rams not turn the ball over in the wild card round um and then get by the Cardinals another thing that happened in that first Cardinals game Cooper Cup had 64 yards Mm -hmm. only game all year that he had under 90 yards um and the Cardinals also rushed for 216 yards which was Mm -hmm. the most by any team against the Rams all year um what were the biggest adjustments, do you think, between week four and week 14?
0: Um, I think it was just the the focus on, on the run. Um, and then, um, again, uh, throughout the season, especially after the losing streak, just a matter of how we're using our best players. Um, but um, I think it, it was a matter of containing the run um, and, again, uh, the – secondary to match up against the pass a little bit better uh but certainly the um attention paid to ball security turnovers is you know is the biggest factor so i think playing clean on offense with no turnovers and then stopping the run was a big deal in uh in the rematch
1: yeah and the rams you know this will be a great opportunity uh get back on the playoff stage uh Mm -hmm. get a win over you know a team that was uh, everybody's favorite team after a couple of months you know remember how much people were hyped up on the Arizona Cardinals uh, when they were winning scoring all those points Kyler Murray was the leading MVP candidate and all that kind of stuff um and just really uh, fell fell apart here at the end of the year but as I said sometimes teams can fall apart at the end of a year and um just find it at the right time. As you said, JJ Watts coming back. I don't know how much of an impact that will have. Nobody really does, Um, Mm -hmm. but against the Rams or anybody, you know, maybe it could just be the difference of of one player. So um, making one play at at one big moment. So um, who knows what will happen there, but the Rams need to have a win uh, back in the pockets, uh, get that confidence going into whatever game they need to go into because i'm sure i'm pretty sure it's guaranteed that if the rams win they'll have to go on the road um in the divisional round so uh and i think that that's the only thing that's possible so uh uh if that happens then gonna have to be a big win on the road there and then we'll see whatever whatever but um overall you know matthew stafford he did have a touchdown pass today which was his 17th game of the year with at least one touchdown pass um which is pretty remarkable the first guy to ever do that um and i think there's there's no question that uh, we should at least get a, an entertaining show and uh, hopefully the rams uh, put on a better show than the cardinals and uh, the Rams could kind of just uh, put today behind them as much as it feels bad to once again, lose to the 49ers. Never good. Um, mm-hmm. Blaine, any uh, final thoughts here? Um, uh, if we were talking, wrapping up sort of uh, the Rams 12 and five regular season.
0: Yeah. I think first thing is, uh, you know, hats off to uh, maybe our best player Cooper cup. Um, I guess next to Aaron Donald, but Cooper Cup having a you know, really breakout season and kind of being one of the most entertaining stories uh, for all of the league. Uh, so hats off to him, even though we're short, uh, Cooper Cup came up short of the single season record. He's still um, the best receiver statistically in the league. So I think that was uh, one of the best stories to come out of the Rams season this year. Um, It was exciting watching the new Rams with Matthew Stafford. Um, I think it it very much was uh, as expected from all of his supporters and a little bit of uh, as expected from his critics. But nonetheless, um, here we are, like you said, 12-5 and entering the playoffs. So I think that's a positive on any note. And then, uh, and then the last shout out would go to uh, front office, um, uh, Les Snead uh, making some moves again, like we talked about last week, um, putting this team together and continuing to make moves throughout the season to number one, keep it exciting, um, but maybe get all the right parts at all the right time to make this push. So uh, I think uh, for all of those things, uh, really exciting season for the Rams uh, in the 18 week season.
1: Yeah, 12 and 5, 18-week season, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Odell Beckham Jr., Matthew Stafford, um, Andrew Whitworth at 40, so many things of note, and the season isn't over, got another one next week against the Arizona Cardinals, and the Rams know that they can beat the Cardinals. I uh, just need to bring it next week against the Cardinals. So uh, we will also do that. Stay tuned for more episodes of turf show times, the podcast this week and uh, hit that subscribe button. That's it for turf show times With Kenneth Arthur with me as always Blaine Dasco. follow him on Twitter at Blaine Dasco.